Do you know what the C-suite and a treadmill have in common? Both can keep you running, that's right. But you are still at the same spot. Get ready, go-getters, to run with me, Amir, not on the treadmill, but towards your leadership excellence inside the Nair narrative, the ultimate podcast that will guide you up the corporate ladder with a touch of humor and a lot of expertise. In each exciting episode, we'll dive headfirst into the fascinating science of success, unravel the secrets of effective leadership, and decode the art of skyrocketing your career. We're here to transform your journey to the top from that never-ending sprint on a treadmill to a strategic marathon that brings lasting success. So buckle up as we turn the wheel of ambition into the roadmap for success. Stay tuned and welcome to the Nair Narrative. Hello leaders, I'm your host Amir and this is episode 2 of the Nair Narrative. In the last episode, I had spoken about how self-management starts with clarity. In this episode, I'm going to touch upon two key components, priority and strategy. In George Orwell's classic novel Animal Farm, there's a fictional character called Boxer the Horse. He is faithful and strong. His answer to every setback and problem is, I will work harder. He lives true to his philosophy under all circumstances until, exhausted and broken, he is sent to the knacker's yard, a place where old and injured animals that are not suitable to be eaten by humans are killed and their bodies processed so that the body part can be used. He is truly a tragic figure. Are there ways We can be a bit like boxer. Do you respond to every challenge with, yes, I can take this on as well. After all, we have all been taught from a young age that hard work is key to producing results and many of us have been amply rewarded for our productivity and our ability to muscle through every task or use brute force to resolve challenges that are thrown at us. How many of you have been in meetings where people were discussing the priorities of different tasks? Outcomes like priority 1, priority 2, priority 3, priority A, priority B, and so on and so forth. And you have said, yes, I can do all of it. Let's understand the origin of the word priority. In French and Latin during the 14th century, the concept of priority was used to signify the foremost or primary task that was required to be done or attention had to be paid to it. The meaning of the word priority is that it is the most important thing you must do or deal with. But now it has taken on a plural form and is largely used in our day-to-day corporate world and also in our personal lives. The problem is that we are losing our capability of determining what is really important and trying to bend reality as if we could handle more than one priority task at the same time. The notion that one can effortlessly achieve everything and take on all tasks is far from new. 
This persistent myth has been circulated for so long that it has permeated nearly every aspect of our lives. Through advertisements, championed within the corporate world, and even ingrained as simple things as our job description. Some of the job description when I read looks like a job description of a CEO with an extensive array of skills and experience or a junior level resource. The consequence of this pervasive belief is an ever-growing influx of activities into our daily lives. Although we all talk about work-life balance, the reality often contradicts these claims. Now with the advent of remote working and smartphones, employees are expected to maintain a continuous connection with their job even beyond working hours. So before you beat yourself up on discipline and hard work, you need to narrow down to one priority that you want to achieve. For self-management to happen, we need to decide what all are you willing to sacrifice. Because to choose that one means that you will have to sacrifice the many others. Let me now shift to the second key component, which is a sound strategy to achieve the priority and goal. Let me recount a story before I talk about strategy and its importance in self-management. In 1805, England found itself in a precarious situation as Napoleon Bonaparte had successfully conquered a substantial portion of Europe and had set his sight on invading England. The key to his invasion plan lay in gaining control of the English Channel. To achieve this, Napoleon needed to defeat the British Navy. Napoleon's plan involved assembling a powerful combined fleet consisting of ships from both France and Spain. The British Navy was led by Vice Admiral Nelson. Nelson recognized the threat posed by the combined Franco-Spanish fleet and devised a daring plan to engage them. The two fleets finally met on October 21, 1805 off the southwest coast of Spain near Cape Trafalgar. The Franco-Spanish fleet consisted of 33 ships while the British fleet numbered 27. As was the custom, the Franco-Spanish fleet arranged themselves in a single line and this was essentially done to ensure that the ships don't get hit by friendly fire. Despite being outnumbered, Nelson's innovative tactics and skills of his crew would prove pivotal in turning the tide of the battle. Nelson's plan centered around a bold maneuver that involved breaking his fleets into two columns which would perpendicularly cut through the enemy line. This tactic was aimed at creating chaos and confusion within the enemy formation, preventing them from effectively coordinating their actions. The British ships were divided into two columns, one led by Nelson himself with his flagship HMS Victory, the other by Admiral Collingwood's ship, the HMS Royal Sovereign. As the battle began, Nelson's plan was executed with precision. The British ship pierced through the Franco-Spanish line effectively splitting it into three sections. This move caught the enemy off guard and disrupted their battle formation. The British ship engaged in enemy at a close quarter, relying on the superior gunnery and seamanship skills. Nelson himself was at the forefront of the action, leading his men with remarkable bravery. Tragically, during the battle, Nelson was struck by a French sniper's bullet and he was mortally wounded. Despite his injuries, he continued to command from the deck 
until news of victory reached him. Nelson's dying moments were marked by his famous word, Thank God I have done my duty. Ultimately, the British Navy emerged victorious at the Battle of Trafalgar. The Franco-Spanish fleet suffered heavy losses with 19 ships captured or destroyed and the British lost none. The resounding British victory solidified the naval supremacy and effectively dashed Napoleon's hope of invading England. The battle became a defining moment in naval history and Nelson's leadership and innovative strategy earned him enduring admiration and respect. Anyway, the reason why I wanted to recount this story is that while much of our coaching world's attention is directed towards crafting compelling vision, defining mission, aligning with values and setting goals, we often overlook the key that brings these elements to life. And that's a well-crafted strategy. Picture strategy as a compass guiding us through the challenges that stand between us and our goal or our priority. As a leader, you have the responsibility to narrow down into the one thing that you will focus on. And remember, this is the most difficult part. Because to have a singular priority, you will have to eliminate many other goals and wishes. Sacrifice them for this one goal. Then identify what are the challenges that you need to overcome and plan out your strategy. This will then help you narrow down to a critical list of actions that you have to take. Yes, there will be many demands and requests for your time and helping others meet their objectives. But you need to stake out time on your calendar for your work first. While allowing enough time to be supportive of others and to stay in tune with your organization. This will help you to stay focused on what's important and avoid getting bogged down in less important tasks. So there you have it. Some key self-management skills to help you navigate your career or your business. I will talk a little more about strategy and its element in my next podcast. Make time for yourself and stay on the plan. At a minimum, set time aside for one hour daily where you take stock of progress, catalog problems, notice opportunities, and update your plans for the next week, month, or quarter. By taking the time to reflect on your progress and plan, you can ensure that you stay on track and achieve that singular priority. And before I sign off, here's a quote from Swami Vivekananda. Take up one idea. Make that one idea your life. Think about it. Dream of it. Live on that one idea. Let the brain, muscles, nerves, every part of your body be full of that idea. And leave every other idea alone. This is the way to success. And this is the way great spiritual giants are produced. Others are mere talking machines. And that is a wrap on another episode of the Nair Narrator. I hope you're feeling better equipped and energized to slay your corporate dragons. If you love historical fictions and short stories, why not dive into my book? The link to buy them is in the episode description. And please do join my paid community of over 200 experts at Grow with Amir. Let's accelerate your journey together. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast 
and leave a five star rating and review if you enjoyed our time together. Let's keep the conversation going. Share your key takeaways on this episode on LinkedIn at Amir Nair. I would love to hear your thoughts. Until next time, keep reaching for your greatness. This is your host Amir signing off from the Nair Narrative. Remember, your journey to the C-suite starts with stepping out of your comfort zone. So meet me in the next episode to get a little more uncomfortable.